Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. We've got a real cool guests sitting on our couch. Can you just say something? Anything. Just say, wait, wait, first, everyone close their eyes. Just close your eyes. My eyes are closed and not, I already not, saw her. Not you. <laughs> talking to someone that's someone that's sitting around, like listening to us with headphones on right now. I'm if you're in my... traffic, just keep them open. But okay, I'm wearing my raccoon socks today because I'm in Toronto, and it uh, they make me feel special. <laughs> Can I just say for everyone who has their eyes closed? Yeah, I feel like I have finally made it because I am sitting in the room in the presence of a celebrity. All of you, guess who that celebrity is? Can, can you guys guess who I am? Like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe some mannerisms are off, but I'm here and I'm talking to you guys right now. You're all listening. To it's me. unreal. It's, it's actually unreal. <laughs> well, anyway, for anyone who hasn't guessed yet, uh, the celebrity we're referring to is Emma Stone, and it isn't actually her. Dun dun dun. It's funny if I was listening to this, I would have actually had a split second of, oh my god, it's Emma Stone. And like, ah, <laughs> it isn't actually her. It's, it's somebody way cooler. Well, hey everyone, it's Amanda. We have Tylene here, who sounds exactly like Emma Stone, and once you. <laughs> Hear it, you can't unhear it. Um, we've been following her on <laughs> social media for a little while. That's how she became Emma Stone to us. And then we got to meet in person at the conference. It was it was killing me. We we you were in was it cupping? Yes, it, cupping. She, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's where you course. originally met her. The cupping. Right. Yeah. And every time yeah. every time you'd speak, I'm like, what the fuck? Like it's I I, I that sounds like someone that's and it, it rattled me for like a good two hours. It's true. You turned around and you were like. Emma Stone. And it was like it was it was almost aggressive, but I was like, "What? Is she at the door? What's going on? Is she at the door? Is she here? Is she here?" But for the longest time, I just every time I heard you speak, I was like, "That fucking sound. Who the fuck is that?" And just you know, I'm just trying to play through everybody. Oh, totally. My, I think I even said someone the first time, and then I thought about it a little bit more. I'm like, "No, that's not. It. I wish I remember who I said the first time." But yeah, like I said to you, then he went and found one of your because you post a lot of Insta stories, which I really yeah. love. Like you yeah. keep you keep everybody in the loop of what you're doing oh, and what's going on in your practice and it's, it's fun to watch i feel like i'm very invested now <laughs> yes the idea. yeah that's i'm the now idea. I'm, a, I'm like a tv show you guys are right? you guys are subscribed <laughs> what's she up to today so yeah then he went and found one of your insta stories as i told you off mic and he's playing it for me and he's like close your eyes just as we did to you guys and I didn't even have to have him tell me. I was like, yep, that is Emma Stone. Like, holy shit. And I didn't even hear it until he said it. I've had my voice my whole life. And <laughs> when he said it, I closed my eyes. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> like, what is happening? And of course, I had to tell everyone. So I'm glad now everyone listening is also blessed and cursed with that knowledge. <laughs> Has, had no one ever said that to you before, Mark? I, I've had other people say other names. So like like I had like Emma Stone. Oh, what are other ones? Like, no, I've been so focused now on Emma Stone because it's hilarious. But I've had. Oh, you want to? I'm off. It's escaping me at the moment. But I've had other people It'll say other names. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, I should just do voiceovers. Like that. Yeah. That should be my side career. Just voiceovers. <laughs> it's it's like that little bit of grit in your voice, right? Like Emma Stone's oh, got yeah. that, like a little raspiness. Oh yeah, it's there to stay too. I remember when I was younger, I wish I had a higher voice. But now I'm like, no, let's go with this. Like, no, hey, it's signature. How's it going? <laughs> I like it. Whoa. Yeah, that was. Hello, sir. <laughs> that was, that was quite dangerous, actually. 
<laughs> is spring loaded. Well, while, while Mark fixes his mic that's just, just has a mind of its own right now, um, why don't we start with an introduction? This is your first time here, and I know you're actually a fairly green RMT. Yes. So why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself, uh, how long you've been practicing, what made you decide to get into this, and what type of practice you have now? Awesome. Um, so I'm... I love reading about stories. So anytime I want to talk about things, I love doing it in story format. Like, let's start at the beginning. Love <laughs> so it. let's go way back. Um, <laughs> so before I ever became an RMT, I was in a completely different industry for about a decade. I was doing, now this is a mouthful, architectural visualization specialist. And it was in 3D. So people would give me their plans, uh, engineers, architects, interior designers. And I would go on the computer and make it in 3D so that you could see what it would look like when it was finished. So you're like a computer, like techie nerd? Yeah. So like what what he's doing, like I would do stuff like this too. I would work a lot with videos, TV shows, commercials, movies, um, a lot of real estate stuff. Uh, When you're driving, you can see billboards. This sounds way cooler than an RMT, by the way. (laughs) This does sound really cool. (laughs) You know, it's... Oh man. So like and you want to and like that's a part of it. That's a part of like oh it does sound really cool. So I did it um for like a decade and for me it wasn't cool. Like for me I was just like uh eh, like you know I'm kind of just doing this. Was I, it was it more like you were getting bored? Was it tedious? Was it not challenging? Like what about it made you decide like this is not cool? Cuz the the end product is cool. Us yes, on the outside yeah, are like yeah. wow, it's cool that you have that skill and that knowledge to do that. But the person in there you're like, well this is not interesting. Did you go to school to do this? Yeah, so when I went to school to do this, I went to school just like Ah, you know, this sounds cool, whatever. And I just went to school for it. And I was doing it for, I think I did it for three and a half years. That's what, how long my is, program was. What is was. the program called? Uh, it's an, <laughs> It's been revamped. Of course, they made it better after I left. Uh, <laughs> it was 3D animation. It was very simplified. Where'd just 3D animation. Uh, Humber North. Huh. Yeah. I feel like there's no one in this class. Is it a small group of people? No, there was a lot. There was like 86 people. And wow. by the time I graduated, there was 20 of us. That's what I mean. I but feel that's, like nobody but see, that's, does But that's yeah. not a lot. Like, no. you're talking to people who did kinesiology with hundreds of people. I mean, my yeah. my graduating kin class was like 200 people, right? So, right? yeah. That's wild. Ours was so small. People, right? That's a small niche population yeah. of people who have a very specific skill set. And the thing was, not everybody went into architecture either. Like, some of them became animators. Some of right. them became storyboard artists. Some of them became... Uh, they went for sound uh visual effects nerdy folk definitely oh 100 like it was my people <laughs> fun nerdy folk though yeah. pardon fun nerdy pop folk oh, you know just a mixture yeah. i think every group in this world has a mixture it's... Weir- weirdos he's <laughs> got re- like free, freaks are, freaks, freaks he got real close yeah. he's like weirdos <laughs> like freaks or geeks is this speaking to you mark uh, <laughs> kind of um i would say you know what not so many freaks more like geeks yeah. like we were a bunch of ge- i mean like my tattoo speaks for it even um like at first glance you see a bunch of flowers and a really pretty bird but then when you look up close there's lord of the rings there's zelda there's star trek there's harry potter dungeons and dragons star wars so it was a lot like that like people mingled with that really really well that's funny that you've mentioned that because i have a friend in high school he's always into visual art yeah he went to sheridan for animation oh such a great school for animation it's like yeah i took some classes there phenomenal he worked in new york for mtv for a while nice he did some stuff with disney but he also did the illustration 
for our yearbook. Oh, get out like of here. The cover of the yearbook. And <gasps> it's, it's like that. There's so many hidden things. Yeah. It, it takes, if you sat there for hours just analyzing the, the art on the cover of, of that yearbook, there are so many That's little cool. hidden things. Oh, and I a lot of that. it is just like jokes with, with, with five people. Yeah. I need to really <laughs> examine that tattoo later because, yeah, now this is the second time that you and I are like face to face and right beside each other. And I really just thought it was birds and flowers. Yeah. So. And you want to know what? That's actually what I wanted. I didn't want it to be right off the bat, right. Um, nerdy geeky. I wanted people to just look at it and be like, oh, okay, whatever. And it's actually the nerds and geeks that I wanted to like look at it and then them go, wait a they, second. Yeah, they, they can't. See, I might have never caught the things. I've never played D&D. Yeah. Um, my first experience with something like Star Wars, for example, was yeah. upon meeting him. Like, oh, so good. I, I just I, finished Andor. You're going to hate me right now. I've never even read Harry Potter. No, and you went away. Actually, <laughs> totally fine. And when people say like they hate the things I like, that's okay because it's not for everybody. That's true. That's fine. So Martin Scorsese mm. has been public in saying that these Marvel movies. These yeah. No, it was Quentin Tarantino. Well, this came that whole Quentin Tarantino conversation. It came from Martin Scorsese. Came out first. of a conversation oh, okay. that Howard Stern was having with Quentin Tarantino when he was a guest, oh, yeah. and Howard Stern was asking his opinion right, on right, Martin right. Scorsese's whatever Got he it. said okay. about these Marvel movies, and they're not real movie stars. Interesting. I, I want to hear what you have to say <laughs> about that because because Quentin Tarantino was also saying, well, like you have to understand, Martin Scorsese is like an old man. Like Ant Man doesn't appeal to him. Like it shouldn't. He's oh, like an eighty something he, he year old dude. He was also saying too, like people like Martin Scorsese who have been making movies since movies were movies. Yeah. Like yeah. those those well, guys yes. make movies in like in real time. Like the set is the set, and the thing like there's not so much like stuff that happens after the fact. You know, like yeah. all like the CGI and the effects and whatever well, like that. Uh, yeah, that's 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 definitely yeah. a big part of it right but the part that hit me the most was he's he's like he even quentin tarantino was like like i grew up with marvel comic books mm -hmm. like comic books in general but i'm an old man now like i can't relate to that so like understand why scorsese says what he says you know coming from that background of old school mm -hmm. cinematography yeah and, and then and then on top of that just the unrelatable nature of <laughs> of, of a film but i'm curious as to what, mean, what you think for me like to say like what, he said they're not real actors or, uh, I, or... Think, I think the question was like I, th I think the bottom line was is along I'm, I'm butchering it completely it was along the lines it. of there's, <laughs> they're not, there's they're no not real, movie stars there's no more real movie stars like these people that like young people today look up to in like Marvel movies or whatever yeah. they're not movie stars the way that these old guys know movie stars is it just old guys that is just but like you know, they I can't get to they be can't expected get though like times change yeah things are going to change so it's the old guys that just can't get with the, the changes yeah and i mean like at the same time too like i i can admit it's very different mm. for sure like when you watch those old school movies um and you know like we have a lot more vfx we have a lot more digital content that we can i'm not rely gonna lie on. it is really weird to watch spider-man mm -hmm. on a beam in the sky having a conversation with Venom. Like yeah. these two dudes in masks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching these two guys stand around and, and someone's doing voiceover. <laughs> oh, no, that's so true. Um, but at the same time too, like if you think about it, some of these actors, they're, they're just surrounded by like green screen. They yeah. don't have anything around them. They don't even fuck. see the special effects, yes. but they're still expected to act like everything is actually handing, like going on around them. Yeah, it's so insane. So it's like, it's a different, type of acting really so i think they don't get 
they don't have the movie actors that they used to have and right. there's a there's a you know there's a heartache for that that they miss it but i just think this is different types of movie stars mm. and i think their definition just happens to be just different for what today's definition is yeah so like they're right and they're wrong at the same time that beautiful gray world this is reminding me of last night we had one of our what? wonderful contributors uh to massage therapy media i know that you uh use the platform yeah so uh magda our kinesiologist who does she has a lot Ooh. of exercise videos so she was here doing some filming last night and uh magda's quite young i won't blast her age on, on the podcast <laughs> but she's quite young and and it was just so funny listening to her and Mark talk because he would say, he, I think he said something like, oh, I want new headphones. She's like, oh, Beats are on sale or whatever. And he's like, I want headphones with wires. I don't like this Bluetooth. <laughs> and so I'm sitting here with her and I'm like, you've pissed off the old man, Magda. Don't try to it's make not, him use new things. It's I'm not just about, kidding. It's not about <laughs> How dare. When you're doing this kind of stuff, wires, wires are work. your friends. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, a wireless is like, you know, I'm sitting at home listening to Spotify, but with yeah. what you guys are doing, oh, yeah, wires. Yeah. And I mean, that was even with the stuff I used to do for work, too. It was a lot of more old school things. It just worked better. It was more reliable. Mm-hmm. And that's just how so we did it. So how do you go from 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 making things 3D? Well, to, wait, she, yeah. she was telling us. She was telling us what about what, it she, what didn't she didn't like. like. Yeah. That's what I wanted so, yeah. Um, yeah. So as time went on, um, I was like, ah, oh, you know, I'm not really feeling this. And I thought maybe it was the place I was working at. So I'm like, okay, maybe I need to change places. Maybe it's just the environment because my gosh, who you work with means a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started working at a different place. Everybody there was fantastic. It was polar opposite. It was great. And I still wasn't loving it. I still just wasn't into it. It wasn't It wasn't doing it for me. And I think a real big uh, thing that stood out to me was I saw that my coworkers would come back on like a Monday or even sometime during the week and they go, oh, you know, I was learning this new thing about what we do for work and, you know, I advanced my skills or I took some classes or something like that. And I was like, wow, I don't, I don't, I don't have that drive yep. to do this yeah, in this industry. This, yeah. I was like, I don't want to do that. I like it. I, when the time is up, I want to get out. I want to go home and I want to like live what hours I have left for my day. Um, and I found that, I was jealous. I was like, I was like, how how can you have that drive? I don't understand it. Like it just was so foreign to me because I didn't feel that. Did you ever have it though? When you first started, did you have it? No, not really. Mm. Like again, like I went to school just thinking like, ah, oh, I like 3D. This, this is, is fun. Cool. Why not? Yeah. yeah right, right, right. Um, it's interesting. You said that yesterday just, we when we had Sandy here that you were jealous of people like Tylene actually who has the passion and the drive I don't have for, that for, for, for treating anymore. Yeah. Hence, I don't treat. I don't have that anymore. And I mean, that happens too, right? As time goes on too, like sometimes yep. it gets dry. Um, and so I was just like, oh man, and it started to become soul sucking going into work. Yeah. I would wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh man, like I can't, I don't want to go. Mm. This is not good. And it was affecting me a lot. Um, and I'll be open about this. Uh, and I am okay with this because I've been open on all my platforms about this. I have depression, and anxiety. I'm taking medication for it. Um, which was the best thing that ever happened for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, but I wasn't taking the medication at the time. So to pair up that with it, it was just like, oh no, it was a snowball effect. Um, luckily enough, my darling husband, um, he was like, well, you want to know what? I don't want to see you withering away because that's what it's looking like. Um, quit. And I was like, oh no, like that's going to be a lot on your shoulders and everything. He's like, no, you got to do this. You got to quit mm-hmm. and you got to figure out something else. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like this is an amazing opportunity. This is wild. And I mean, we had a lot of talks because I was very much like, 
I've been, I'm an independent person. I've been living on my own since I was 16. So I've, I'm a very independent person. I got to do things for myself and all that. Um, and it takes a lot to like accept help from other people. Mm-hmm. So that was huge. But eventually I did. I did quit. And that was the most freeing feeling ever like i still remember waking up and being like oh my god i don't have to go back to this we both know that feeling of like just breaking free from a place that is is soul-sucking like everything you're describing i mean take away like the depression anxiety piled on top of that but that feeling of just dread like sunday night dread monday morning like Oh. oh fuck like that really really gets at a person's mental health man like you just how are you supposed to like live and feel. I, I remember coming home from work and I worked a desk job and I'd come home from work and my body ached as if I'd been doing like construction all day. Yeah. But I knew like this body ache is because I'm so fucking unhappy at this job. Like I hurt because my body is just saying, stop it, stop it, stop it. Like yep. this is brutal. I mean, your tissue and your brain knows before you consciously know. Can I ask you some questions about this? Yeah, totally. Sorry, sorry if this sounds insensitive. And if this is like not your place to know, dude, just literally say fuck off. I'm like, wow, Mark. No, I, 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 I built it up for nothing, actually. Love it. Before being met medicated yeah whose decision was it for you to be medicated myself your so you went to your medical professional Mm -hmm. and said i think i need to be medicated yeah so i had these symptoms since i was like four or five okay um it was lifelong um and you know it was never it was never that i was against medication it was actually more due to the lack of education and lack of knowledge on just medication i never i never really heard about it um and i mean like i was going through like elementary school and stuff through the 90s and yeah. then you know and then when you know stuff like ridlin and everything started coming out yeah. then you started hearing stories about like oh like they turned into a zombie and they weren't really themselves i was like oh that kind of sounds scary like yeah. i really that, do that like was myself definitely the the stigma that existed around yeah. any kind of prescription medication when it came to depression anxiety any kind of like add ADHD, mm-hmm. whatever it was always if you take the meds, you're not going to be you. And yeah. I think that's that stuck with a lot of people our age specifically. 100%. That like know that we've got anxiety yeah. and these kind of things. And we're like, oh, but I don't want to take medication because <laughs> so, I might become a zombie. So when you go to your doctor and say, yeah. I think I want to be medicated, are they supportive of this? Are they, so, what's, what does that look like? You know, the beautiful thing about being really open about this kind of stuff Um the reason why I'm very open too is because I want other people to know about different experiences and that kind of thing. So for me, I was very lucky. My family doctor's fantastic. I went into her office, (laughs) mental breakdown, and I just told her everything. Um, And she was very supportive of it. Um, And she was cautious for me. Um, Even though I looked up a whole bunch of stuff, she was like, hey, I want to make sure that like, even though you're, you're at your breaking point and you're like, hey, and that's why I said to her, I'm like, this is it. Like, I'm 30 years old. I have done everything I could think of. And I've tried every type of thing I can to make this work. And it's not working. So I'm it's either this is it or I don't know what else to do. And which I told her too, I actually love being alive. I love living, but like I'm at my breaking point. Mm-hmm. She was very supportive, but I've had a lot of people reach out to me telling me how their doctors are not supportive. Right. So um I I and that's why I say like I'm lucky because 
you know, do you have a doctor that's supportive if they're not supportive? And it's a weird, you know, privileged kind of thing to say, like, we'll find another doctor. Oh, my God. It's so hard to find another doctor. It's, very hard. Yeah. it's so hard. But yeah, I was very lucky that my doctor was like, OK, let's do this. Thank goodness. Holy. When you start taking medication. Yeah. When I have a headache yeah. and I take an Advil. Mm. Within 20 minutes, my headache is gone. Yeah. How does this work? So when I first started taking it, um, and I mean, it's it's they test you in a bit in the beginning. They're like, okay, we're going to put you on these meds and see right. if these ones work. And then you go through dosage amounts to see like how that goes. So for the first two weeks, the dosage wasn't enough. So okay. it actually made me manic. So it made me have extreme highs and extreme lows and it roller coastered. It was a wild trip, but thank goodness she told me that was something that was going to happen. Right. So it didn't scare me. Yeah, you knew what that, yeah. that might happen. That could be. I have a very lengthy uh, family history with yeah. uh, bipolar disorder mm. and the manic episodes I saw as a child and as a child, oh, I don't know what man. it is. I just thought that I had some some really fun ants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like super fun they were the greatest but <laughs> looking back and i was like man that's terrifying yeah like the stuff that they would do also that's terrifying exhausting to go through it like I, I when you're the imagine. person going through it is very exhausting on your mind and body yeah. um I like your tissue feels it too but afterwards then she, we found the right dosage and it is it Guys, I kid you not. And again, I do understand this is not for everybody. Yeah. Some people don't get this. Some people are like, no, medication doesn't work for me. Fantastic. You know, figure something else out. But for me, I cried because I was like, is this how other people are living? Like, are you kidding me right now? Like, people can wake up in the morning and just do things? So that's, that's what I want. Oh. So you just, so I, how do you know that this is working? It's like, is it that I just yeah. wake up in the for morning me, and I'm like... I feel different than I felt. And ever. I mean, like it wasn't. You wonder why it was. Uh, it's one of those things where it was gradual. Yeah. But it was that moment where you do sit down and you just have like I don't know, like a thought come into your head and you're like, wait a second, oh my gosh, like I I haven't I I don't feel as exhausted as I used to feel. Right. I feel actually motivated to do things. I don't feel anxious for no reason. I don't feel so depressed for no reason i'm not sitting in the shower for two hours anymore like just all of all of these things that i had lived with for so long i didn't feel compelled to do anymore and i was just like what like it really was it it blew me away like it, there's that meme online where the, like the guy sitting there is going whoa <laughs> like that was me i was like what and i just i was just bawling bawling my husband's like are you okay i'm like i yes, really am that's the thing i am okay i really am um, so for me, it was just a really beautiful moment. And I, I, I went to my doctor afterwards. I was like, I want to be on this for life. I have no desire to come off this. Mm. I don't want to wean myself off of this. I want to be on this for life because I never want to let this go. Um, and it's funny because, so you're doing it every day and I take mine every day. You know, I'm not exact on the spot, not like birth control pills, but like, mm. you know, I'm off by an hour or so, but it's still fine. Mm -hmm. Um, I still, and like, if, you know, if I'm a little couple hours late, I don't feel myself like getting really depressed or anything. So right. it's not that like precise, but I have gone on vacation before and accidentally forgot my pills. And uh, it was four days in Montreal and there was nothing they could do for me. The next day, by the end of the day, 
the manic set in right away. Really? And oh, then wow. for like one day, I was like really, really happy for no reason. And then really, really sad. And it was like that for the next four days. Then I started to go back on my medication. And then it took me about two more days to like go back into like my normal now. So like if I'm not on the medication, oh yeah, it's there. It's lurking around the corner forever waiting. But you know, it is what it is. I'm fine with this. In your experience. Yeah. Can you suffer from depression and not even know? If you're used to it, if yeah. it's your normal, if it's your every day, yeah. for sure. And I mean, again, like I didn't know, I only knew other people didn't experience that because they told me. I didn't know that because like my mom had it and like I have other family members who have it. Um, so for me, it was normal. I was surrounded by it. That was that was my life. There's also, I'm sure you've seen, there's, I, I don't know if this is an official label, but you've seen people describe their their condition as like high functioning depression or high oh, functioning anxiety. Yes. Right. And you can read things like, you know, people with something that they would call high functioning depression might be somebody who, when they get out of bed, they feel unmotivated. They might label it as like, I'm super lazy. I'm tired a lot. Yeah. I'm low energy. And you can very easily blame it on other as aspects of your mm -hmm. life. Let's say you have a really demanding job or you have children, whatever it is, yep. you're like, oh, I'm tired because, or I have low energy because. And sometimes you can push away symptoms yes. so much and not even realize that your body has been telling you something. Mm -hmm. There's something deeper going on. And it's not until you get help, whether it's medication yeah. or therapy or meditation or whatever it is that's going to work for you, totally. that you, where you had that moment that you're like, holy shit, yeah. is this how other people feel? Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. what? What? And let's not forget, too. Other people could also tell you yes, yes. that like you're just lazy. You're you're mm -hmm. you just don't want to do it too. So it's also in your head you can be like, is this normal? But that, then if someone you really, really trust yeah. is telling you that you're lazy, you're more likely to believe them. That really bothers me too. I I will say like I don't know if it's like an, an empath thing or whatever but when I feel that people are being really critical of someone like I don't understand how they can't do this or get whatever it is mm. I'm like oh like I I just I can't feel that way sometimes yeah, i'm like there's yeah. something going on even if like what they're doing seems like you know self-sabotage or whatever mm. i'm like maybe there is some sort of deeper mental health issue going on that none of us totally. can see and you know especially because if it is somebody who just outwardly seems like perfectly fine you can yeah. be like oh they're lazy or whatever i mean i'm i'm guilty of having done it myself mm -hmm. with somebody i know really well where i'm like why doesn't she just get her shit together why doesn't you, you know what i mean yeah, like yeah, oh yeah totally and and then it'll take me a second to be like well maybe it, there's a reason a maybe there's a really good reason that she's not getting her shit totally. together totally yeah yeah it's and so fucking hard not to be judgmental sometimes <laughs> <laughs> I try so very hard. <laughs> I try so hard, and sometimes it's just fun. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, I'm I'm not judging Tylene for having a wrestler sitting on my desk. I I I had to bring this up now before I want to wow. continue with this conversation. But for anyone Still listening, awesome. you can't see Thank it. You. She Thank you, she came in here, sat down oh, like he, she's like he, she's he been here before. Here. Go look at her Instagram. Oh oh, oh yeah, you've seen the Instagram. Yeah. I was driving. I didn't see it. So her and I walked in together. We were both a little late today. Sorry, Mark. And we walked <laughs> yeah, sorry, into the Mark. building together and she comes in, she sits down on the couch and she pulls out a snack and puts
puts it on my desk and an action figure of Stone Cold Steve Austin and sits him on my desk. And I said to her, I'm going to I'm going to ignore that. I'm going to pretend that didn't happen because I'm going to ask you on the episode why there is a wrestler sitting on my desk. So now is the time. What is he doing here? And you know, because this is a podcast and this is more uh, audio than visual, I want you all to know he has both his knee braces. Like, that's beautiful. (laughs) He has his leg tattoo. Um, He has the vest on that uh, The Rock took and wore. Like, yeah. You're wrestling, eh? He's great. Oh, yeah. No, it's, (laughs) it's, that's probably maybe. Another tattoo. <laughs> I mean, you know you're wrestling. It's great. Um, no, I love wrestling. And my birthday went uh, was not too long ago, November 6th. I'll gladly say this. I'm 35. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, I have no problem with age because it's like, you know, you think about everything in this world and it's like, oh, sick. I made it to 35. Let's let's try for 36. <laughs> no worries. You're so, still the youngest in the room. <laughs> sick. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it's great though. Birthdays are awesome. Um, I'm a, I'm obnoxious about birthdays too. My favorite birthday tradition, I live in Leslieville, is I'll drink wine. I'll just get a whole bunch of red wine. And then I have like this little badge that says it's my birthday. And then I just walk down Queen Street <laughs> telling everyone it's my birthday. And I just, and then I got like, you know, I got like a little bottle that you can't see, but it's got wine in it too. Yeah. And I just make my way to Craig's Cookies. And then I walk in because Craig has the same birthday as me. So I go in and I go, it's Craig's birthday and it's mine too. And I always get a shot of chocolate milk and I just load up on cookies. And yeah, I just get Leslieville to celebrate with me This is a birthday. really great story. But I still want to know why yeah, Stone no, Cold's so- on my desk. <laughs> fair, fair. So yeah, um, so I got Stone Cold for my birthday. So like for my birthday, for Christmas and that, people give me action figures of my favorite. So wrestling Mount Rushmore's. Mm. What's your wrestling Mount Rushmore? So mine is Triple H, yeah. Stone Cold, The Rock, mm. and Sean, Sean Michaels, which is very... Um, some people are like, are you oh, kidding a, me right he's now? He's a sexy boy. He's a sexy boy, right? <laughs> I think uh, he's cute. I, well, uh, it's his, it's his I, part I think of his he's cute. Song. I know he's sexy. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> right? That's the, the, the lyrics in the theme you, song. You can oh, tell man. who like doesn't watch yeah. wrestling, right? I'm like, so, I don't get it. So what do, you, it. what do you think? What do you think of the whole Bret Hart? Oh, yeah. I, did, I knew this where it was going. Losing in Canada. Yep. The the in Montreal. What, what is the? How does Bret Hart call it? Oh, I just it know like it's the Montreal screw screwjob. Screwjob. Yeah. Montreal screwjob. Yeah. Montreal, Montreal screwjob. Screw Bret screwed Bret. Uh, <laughs> do you? Do you? I think you just lost a lot of people. Do I know on this, this podcast? You, I was gonna say, do, look at my face. You, you guys lost it's, me. It's I actually, don't even know what's going actually, on. It's actually really fucking interesting. It's it's a huge part of Canadian history for wrestling. I know it is a really interesting yeah. story. It's very controversial. There's a lot of buildup happening here. So oh, no, yeah, no, no, no. Do, you, do you want do you want to do you want to start off with the quick and dirty, and I'll just jump in any place? Like? I mean, like, yeah, I don't know how much details I'll give in the sense that, like, yeah, um, you know, Brett was a part of WWE. Was it WWE at the time or F? WWF. WWF, right? Yeah. So it was part of WWF at the time, but he wanted to leave because he was going to get more money at WCW. So there's even more to the backstory there. There's so much. There's so much to it. There's so much. He he had signed a contract with Vince McMahon and it was for a crazy amount of money, but for 20 years, for two decades. And the idea was, he's like, okay, well, this is where I'm going to spend the rest of my days. Mm-hmm. I'm going to slowly make my way out of the ring and get into the writing room yes. and, and be part of writing these the, the scripts and stuff. And then 
the WCW started to really take off. Yeah, they were Hogan doing the New World Order and all that shit. And then McMahon was having a lot of pressure from his financial team saying, yes. you got to take the company public. Yeah. You, you, this can't be a private company anymore. You mm-hmm. got, and so part of that was we got to get rid of anyone that we have these big outstanding contracts with. And Brett. And Brett was yep. the biggest contract at that time. Definitely. So do you want to tell a story how this was supposed to play out in Montreal? And I mean, I, I love this tag team that we're doing. This is nice. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like this tag team story stuff. Um, yeah, and then WCW offered him more money. So he goes back to Vince and he's like, hey, like they offered me this much. And Vince goes, take it. And Brett's like, What? And Vince is like, take it because we're not going to, we, we can't even match it. Like, it's yep. not going to happen. Like, it, you're going to get a much better deal. Go with them. Um, so, but Brett had, oh, what title did he have? I can't remember what belt it was. He had a belt and he wanted to take it with him. Yep. He or you want to what? No. He if he was go, if he was going to give it up, he did not want to give it up to Shawn Michaels. And he did. He didn't want to lose, and he didn't yeah. want to lose in Canada. Yeah, and he didn't want to lose in Canada at all. He would have been better with it if it was in the states. Would have been better with it if it wasn't with Shawn. But all of this was adding up in the perfect scenario that he was just like, no, I don't, I don't want this, not at all. So, so the way this, the way the way Earl. that the way that wrestling <laughs> match was supposed to have played out, yeah, is that. His his heart foundation was supposed yes. to get get messy in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, Shawn Michaels' crew was supposed to get messy in the ring too. The match is forfeit match. No yeah. one wins. No one loses. Yeah, that's the way it was supposed to go down. But uh, then, um, so Brett actually ended up pinning Shawn Michaels, but it wasn't counted. Like they were like, "Oh no, it's like it's a draw. Like it's not a real thing." Brett's like, "Oh okay, like as planned." But then Sean ended up doing uh, the, he did the sharpshooter sharp on Brett, which is Brett's move. He did the sharpshooter on Brett and Vince comes out and he's looking at Earl and he's like, ring the bell, ring the bell. And Brett is getting the sharpshooter on him and he's like, wait, what? And El- Earl's like ringing the bell and then it's done. The belt's gone. It goes to Sean and Brett is like, are you kidding If you me? go back and watch the video, it is fucking heartbreaking. It, when it, you yeah. know the story behind it Crushed. and you see Bret Hart's face, he's like, what the fuck? Did I just got fucking screwed oh, yeah. here. And, and then he's standing there looking at McMahon. He's in the ring, like just holding on to the top of and he just horks in his face. Like, yep. Oh, the biggest like, loot. Oh, yeah. Oh, he deserved it. I mean, and then Earl, Earl runs, yeah. leaves hits, the whole stadium, the goes into his car and just drives because Brett had gone to him earlier and he was like, Earl, like you're the only guy I got here. Like you won't, you won't double cross me. Like you got my back and Earl and <laughs> took a double cross. Like it was just wild of a story. Heartbreaking. But yeah. I so. had no idea how that, deep ooh. wrestling was. Like to me, I, oh, yeah. I never watched it. My dad was into wrestling, yeah. but my poor dad was always outnumbered that's, in my house. That's, like no, <laughs> nobody would let him just enjoy his that, shit. This is the equivalent <laughs> to taking the company man, yes, that's put in all of the hard work and dedication to help build the company the way it was, yeah. And he's lined up for a really nice package mm-hmm. when he retires. Everything and looked good. The day before he retires, they're like, 
Sorry, you're gone. It's over. But they Bye. didn't tell him that. They just did it. They just did it. Yeah. Right That's there, right up. there, yeah. live. It's insane. So is this the reason you were saying in your, your Mount Rushmore why there was some controversy? Yeah, because okay. I love Shawn Michaels. I love him. He is, he's also very talented, very skilled, but he is also such a performer. So do people he's look at him as a like performer. a villain now? Is he, oh, yeah. is he part of this I mean, whole thing? Between he's always been a heel. I don't is think he, he's ever he been a face. He's always been a heel. Uh, it, so a heel would be the bad guy. A face would be the good guy. Look at all these things. <laughs> I've learned so much today, guys. So, yeah. so the reason that there's a wrestler on my desk <laughs> is for no other reason than she's super into gift. wrestling. Just, and her birthday, her birthday and, uh, just happened. Really wrestling. She drank oh. wine and ate cookies and <laughs> stone cold ended up a shot in of milk along the way. <laughs> so, all, so yeah, a lot of my friends, like we're all really into wrestling. So I was joking with them that I'm going to bring stone cold with me to everything. <laughs> and I'm always going to like post it on Instagram and I'm going to have it there. And it, honestly, it just kills them. It's it's like your buddy's yearbook. Only five people really get those inside jokes. But for me, that's all I want. I love that's worth everything it. about that. We used to have a group of friends. Unfortunately, we've you know had a falling out with them. We don't really hang out. But there was I don't know if you remember this. Yes, we yes, used yes. we used to go to yeah we used to go to a cottage with this other couple and their friend and our other friend. there was about six of us and we would hang out at uh, this one cottage and I can't remember, I think it was like a McDonald's toy of Prince Charming. Oh my God, I and love it. And I like don't remember who started toy. it, but it just it just happened. Like where it started where like whoever was like there last would like hide Prince Charming somewhere and then like the <laughs> next time you're there, you're gonna... and so like this Prince Charming would just move all around this like big cottage. Oh, I love this. And throughout the whole summer, we would all like, who's gonna find PC this time, right? Like it was this thing. <laughs> It was the stupidest thing, but that entertained us for like a whole fucking summer. Oh, that is funny. <laughs> yeah. So oh, I, Steve, I love what's this. happening Steve with you, bud. <laughs> well, and Mark did something like that. Uh, I don't know if you know Robert Libby. Um, he wrote a book, and he's we an have RMT his book. In, in, uh, he's yeah, an RMT in, in BC. BC. Ooh, nice. And he's an educator. He's Author. done. He's done some stuff with us. He's he's a really interesting guy, and he sent us his book which was like super nice of him nice. so when we first started doing filming for massage therapy media mm -hmm. we made it a game we'd put robert libby's book in, in the, the background, background of all the scenes <laughs> <laughs> as like an easter egg for I him love stuff, oh i love stuff like that that's like pixar yeah where they have like the 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 room number in all of their movies every oh, single movie yeah they I, you know what i should know the number right now but i don't but it's every single pixar movie the number is in there somewhere it's like on a license played or it's in a barcode or something like that but That's I cool. I love that. That's I, awesome. I do love stuff like that. I'm a huge friends fan as people know who listen to the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And uh I used to love uh reading what the messages were on Joey and Chandler's uh Magna Doodle. Oh that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Did you read <laughs> Matthew's book? I was going to ask if I you did. Have I did not in. read the book. Um, That's I've, wild. I've book. read yeah. excerpts. I haven't read seen, it, but people have told me yeah, about it. I've heard like people's commentary on it. I've not yeah. read it. That's what is wild. the What is the commentary you've heard? Um, I honestly, the only things I've heard is there's some people who are like like concerned for him there's yep. some people who yeah, think yeah. he wrote it to stay relevant like a lot of the stuff i have heard has not been too friendly towards him actually but then no. there's like this whole opposite side of people who are like team matthew oh yeah but i feel like he I've went heard through a lot. lot i feel like i've heard a lot more people who so the only things i've heard is that basically he remembers none of the filming of that show he like, was insanely he, high he was high the entire time, entire time. Yeah. um he had a massive crush on jennifer aniston i mean didn't we all <laughs> like, i don't understand he had a like... massive crush on jennifer and <laughs> jennifer aniston 
Jason. And when he realized like, you know, it wasn't going to happen. I guess there was something he said along the lines of like, she let me look at her and people were like, dude, creepy. Yeah, that's a little weird. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) I I don't know much about it. Yeah. He died. He died a couple times and they had to get his heart back. And he, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a mixture. It's a mixture of like self-inflicted, but also like the circumstances. Um, A very gray world for sure. But it's just very interesting read. I don't know. I love reading about celebrities because they live a different world than we do. They live in the same world as us, but they also live in a different world than we do. If you had Tom Cruise funny money. Oh, my God. Because that's what Will Smith funny money. Funny money. Would you be living a life like that, do you think? Oh, man. You know, I've thought about this so many times. I would probably be just traveling. Like, I would be an, an addict to traveling all over the world. Yeah. Because that is such a natural high. It's insane. Like, that would be me tracing, chasing my white dragon. Like, just traveling mm-hmm. and absorbing cultures and meeting new people and seeing... Because we don't know what we don't know. And I... I just, I want to know more. I just love it. I love that. It's so much fun. Do you think they'll ever get to a point where you're like, I don't want to fucking know a thing. I don't want to know anymore. I'm good. I don't know. I'm good. I'm good right where I am. I I have a very addictive personality. Mm. Um, So I also have ADHD. Like, why don't we just make this salad bigger, right? Depression, anxiety, (laughs) ADHD, an extrovert with a big mouth. Like, (laughs) let's just keep throwing more stuff in there, man. That is beautiful ingredients. Um, So yeah, I, uh, um, and I mean, so like my, I'm seeing a psychotherapist mm. and she was like, you know, okay, you have an addictive personality. That's not a bad thing. If you can direct that towards a, a good, healthy way of dealing with yep. it. So she's like, Hey, the fact that you're obsessed with education and you want to learn more and you love learning more, mm. that's a very healthy way to deal with an addictive personality. I just saw something like that. There's like a doctor or someone that I follow on. Okay. Speaking of ADHD, I've said this before. I've, I've never been, I've never been, I've never been, I've never been officially diagnosed, but come on, come on. <laughs> so I recently, because that's, that's sort of trendy right now. Again, bunch of people that are sort of in our age, like mm-hmm. late thirties, early forties, that are realizing that they were never really evaluated and properly yeah. diagnosed and like most of us are neurodivergent and just didn't realize it. Yeah, we just like, didn't realize it. So somebody had posted and like wouldn't talk sort of it. the uh, the checklist, if you want to call it, of like mm. the way that mm-hmm. doctors um, diagnose people with ADHD. Yeah. And just out of curiosity, I'm reading through this thing and I turned to Mark and I'm like, well, I hit every point. <laughs> every fi- I always suspected. And I was like, so I, I mean, I function, I'm fine. But could I go and officially get diagnosed? Probably. All anyway. I wish is that you turned to Mark and you were like, uh, bingo. Like, do I win something? Like, I, I, I was I like, a blackout literally card. everyone. I was like, yep, yep, yep. Oh, oh, yep, yep, yep. Times two. Yep. Okay. By the way, that's me. If you actually go to an ADHD like center to get like to go through the whole day process and stuff like that, like if your family doctor doesn't do it, it costs about two thousand so dollars. Holy shit. And your insurance only covers some of it. So just FYI, putting that out there. Well, yeah. once I, once I read through that, I was like, I, at least this kind of makes, it, it makes it make sense to me because yes. I've always felt like my brain just fucking oh, yeah. is wired differently than, than yeah. people. And that, like, that's fine. And that's I, fine. I function and I do things. And sometimes I do things in a way that looks very, very bizarre to other people. <laughs> and that's fine. Would it make sense to you? It makes 
most of the time makes sense <laughs> to me anyway but i follow this uh doctor i can't remember if he's a, a naturopathic doctor I, I, he's a doctor of some sort and he was talking specifically about that about addictions and like which addictions are serving you and which are not serving yeah. you and you know a lot of people especially people who have some sort of like neurodivergent brain or, like get into that like fixated like yes. addictive type personality but it's can you focus it on something that is mm-hmm. going to be helpful for you? Because I feel like I I also have an addictive personality. So oh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, you're addicted to education. And we met you at a conference. Yeah, it's true. That's true. <laughs> and like you guys are going to, was it Halifax? Halifax. Yeah. yeah, you're going to Halifax. And I'm sitting here like, guess I'm going to Halifax next year. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> guess I'm going to Halifax. I had such a great time. I only went one day. And I'm like, no, there's no way I'm giving that up now. Like, <laughs> And what a great, what a I love to, so you guys were just saying on one of your recent podcasts that you uploaded, um, yeah, Travel Canada. And like, what a yep. great reason to travel Canada as well. Like, all right, guess I'm going to Halifax. I'm not just going to stay in Toronto. Like, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. I love that. We do have a virtual component. But yeah, if you can, if you can make Aww. the trip, Halifax going, is going amazing. Going in person is yeah, next con- level. A, a conference is. The in-person is, conference yeah. was. Is meant to be with people. It was yeah, so yeah. cool. And I met so many, like we had Benita on the podcast. Mm-hmm. We recorded like literally on the trade show floor. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was leaving when you guys yeah. were setting up. That's right. <laughs> She's so awesome. So we had her on, like I, you know, I got to meet so many cool people that weekend. So, and like just people that, as I said, we'd been following you online. Mm. So I meet you in person. I'm like, I already feel like I know you, which is really funny. Like I already feel like I know who you are, but we've never actually met face to face. So, um, yeah. Speaking of education then. We were sort of at that point of, okay, you... Oh, yes. You, yes. you so had to get out of that place. Job. And then why massage? Like, that okay. seems so drastically different. So this is my fun part of the story is because um, I try to tell as many people who are going back to school this story part. So I had previously gone to college and I just went on a whim. I didn't really think about it. And then I ended up in a career that I wasn't really invested in. I was just doing it because it just happened to match up with what I did. Um, and I found that it really didn't fit for me. Eventually, I ended up hating it. So I was like, how can I avoid that? Um, and I mean, I, I'm a person that really tries hard to find um, like my weaknesses and stuff or what people consider weaknesses and make them not weaknesses, use them. So fear, uh, being scared of things. Um, It could be very detrimental if it is overpowering you. But if you could look at fear and look at things that you're afraid of and understand why am I afraid of that? Oh, I'm afraid of not being successful or I'm afraid of being in something again that feels soul sucking. Okay, well don't let it overwhelm me. Now let me use it as a tool. So fear and being afraid of things can actually be very helpful. It can help you understand yourself more. So I was like, all right, now what am I going to do to make this a much better experience second time around? So these were the steps I did. Um, First, I thought about with my first career, what is everything I don't like doing? What is everything I don't like about this? I hated sitting at a computer for eight hours a day. I hated staring at a screen. I didn't like, um, I'm very extroverted. I hated that I was just surrounded by the same 10 people every single day. Mm. I wanted to meet more people. Um, I wanted to use my hands and I wasn't really using my hands. What is? I wasn't utilizing my body. 
Um, the critical thinking was gone. I've been doing it for so long. I could close my eyes and it was just whatever. Like, mm-hmm. um, it used to really upset my coworkers when I was like, a monkey could do my job. Like, <laughs> and because, because they loved it. They were passionate about it. I'm like, a monkey could do my job. They're like, go, just leave. <laughs> get out of here. Just get out of here. Um, and for the record i wasn't terrible at my job either like i kept getting like advancements but they would ask me questions like what do you want to do in five years i'm like i don't want to be here (laughs) (laughs) that's not what you want to hear from your employees um but i also looked at things that you know what as a person makes me feel good makes me feel accomplished makes me feel like i'm actually doing something worthwhile and again using my hands using my body uh critical thinking um I loved working with people. Uh, Also, I find for me, I find it very, very satisfying to my soul to help people. I love helping people, Mm. even if it hurts me. I'm like, (laughs) every time in first aid, I'm almost like not not who you should have there because even if it could harm me, I will drop everything to help someone else. Um, So I do know though that like helping other people um, means the world to me. So I'm keeping all these things in mind, things I don't like, things I do like, all that fun stuff. And then I went online and this was the thing I was looking up earlier. Sorry, sound effects are me. I was just about to say, <laughs> and the sound effects, I also <laughs> do that. <laughs> if that's an ADHD thing, we'll check that right <laughs> off. <laughs> so like, it's that, it's that personality test. Um, the one where you could be like an ENFJ yeah, or yeah, stuff yeah. like that. So I did that test, but you have to be honest. Like, you know, the only person you're lying to is yourself. So be as right. honest as possible. So I get my results and then I typed into Google and I said, what careers fit this personality type? So that gives me a list. I'm like, all right, let me just go through and get rid of the ones I don't even like. So yeah. I'm like, okay, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I want to do that. Blah, blah, blah. Then I get all those results and then I break that down. I'm like, okay. Got to be honest with myself. I have to make a living. I have a mortgage. You know, I have a cat and I have to give her the best life possible. So like I need to make money. So <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> he's okay. laughing. Like what, what does the best life look like for a cat? I just thought they like to bask in the sun. <laughs> like, <laughs> this, this cat wants for nothing and begs every day yet for everything. It's it's I've. I've raised a brat and I love her. Um, I just be glad she's not human because to unleash that upon the world, that would be my problem. <laughs> but anyways, um, so yeah, I'm looking at careers that I'm like, okay, I need something that is going to make, you know, a reasonable amount of money. I don't need to be filthy rich. That's ridiculous. But I do need something that I can pay the bills with. Um, what is the job security like? What is the demand like? Because my previous career you are going against everybody. The supply was so much higher than the demand. It was disgusting. You were competing with so many people. Mm. So I was like, I, can't, I, I, don't, I don't want that. I don't want to compete with a whole bunch of people. Mm. Um, and like, what is the growth aspect of this job look like in the next five, 10 years? What does schooling look like for this? Um, so I was breaking all that stuff down and then I continued to narrow it. Um, and then afterwards, uh, after I had narrowed it down more, I started to look at the schooling. That was a big thing is I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to go back to school. How much money do I have to spend for this? Also, am I doing full time? Am I doing part time? What, what fits for me? Narrowed it down some more. And then, (laughs) so I had narrowed it down to dental hygienist and massage therapist. So I reached out to people I knew that were RMTs, that were dental hygienists. 
keep in mind, these people are going to be very biased about their opinions. Of course. Some people are going to have great experience. Some people are we're going to be like me with my old job and be like, what the hell did I do? Why did I join this? Yeah. So talking to a bunch of people like that. Eventually, I started to rule out dental hygienists. Their suicide rates are really high. Um, a lot of people were like, this is a really thankless job. I have a lot of patients who are dental hygienists. They're yeah. in pain. Yeah, they're in pain a <laughs> Don't lot. Don't do that. Right? And, and you're also really secluded. Like right. they're really like yep. closed off. And when people come to see you, they're not happy. Mm. People are not happy to see a dental hygienist. People are like, oh, my teeth hurt and you're going to cause me I more am. pain. I like my teeth cleaned. Oh, my God. <laughs> You and me, you and me. I love it. I'm like, oh, yeah, hook me with that dentist. Yeah. I'll go every month if I could. I don't even care if it hurts. I like it. <laughs> I come out feeling like a million dollars. I'm like, yeah. ah. I want to smile at everybody then. <laughs> look at my tiny teeth. Look at me. I look crazy. <laughs> I mean, I am, but that's the point. <laughs> uh, so I did all this stuff. And then I settled down on massage therapist. I'm like, all right, it sounds like a good fit for me. But let's actually figure this out. So then I went to five of like the major schools here in Toronto and I interviewed them. I went to them and I was like, hey, tell me about your school. Why should I even go here? And I went around and like, got to meet their teachers, got to see their students, all that You're sort of stuff. You were both an admissions representative, <laughs> like like golden child and worst nightmare. Because yeah. when oh, somebody yeah. like you would come in who's like serious and ready and it wants yeah. to do the research, that's a prime student, right? Like that's the student yeah. we want because we know like you're going to be a good student when someone's methodical mm. like that. So then it becomes, well, I know she's checking out all the schools. I need to charm the fucking yeah. pants off this one <laughs> and get her to sign up with us. It was great. It was great. Um, one of the schools I went to, the teachers were like, I don't know. I saw the teachers and how they were and like their attitudes. And I was like, I don't want to be here. Mm. This is not, what I don't was, want what that. Was that like? um, it was just interesting just going in and seeing like the teachers looked, um, very, one, very burnt out. Okay. But they also looked like they... The passion was not there. Like right. they just, they were so like, yeah, like, okay, what do you want? Like, why are you here? Oh. I was like, oh, cool, 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 cool. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> you know, I appreciate the honesty. You're very you right now. No, no yeah, filter. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Bye. <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, and then um, I asked to sit in on some classes, hmm. and I did that. So I got to see like how the teachers were teaching, how the students, how it was in their classes, how this like had just that dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was really cool. I got to do a weekend, um, like a weekend crash course on massaging. Mm-hmm. So you actually get to like touch people, massage them because <laughs> that was great. There was three people in my thing that were like, oh, I don't like this. I was like, good thing you paid money just for this and yeah, not a whole absolutely. thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but no, it spoke to me in volumes. It was amazing. I was like, holy crap. It, you know, it was like when I started taking my medication, I just had this like feeling of, I was like, oh, this is, this is it. This is where I want to cry because I'm stressed. Mm. This is where I want to be like, oh my God, I have to study so much. This is where I want it. So yeah, then I signed up to the school. Um, Are you cool saying which school you went to? I loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to Southern Chan. Yeah. And I just had an amazing time. I had a great time. Yeah. There was stressful moments. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There was moments where I was like, am I going to be able to do this? But like, Overall, I loved it. I had a great time. Were you with the therapeutic relations group doing yep. a Q&A? There was, How uh, was that? Were you there when we came in? Yeah. No, okay. no, no. no. This you Friday. just did it. You, yeah, 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 yeah. So this Friday they went by. I went to therapeutic relationship class at Southern Chan. And I got to talk to their students. It's fun. Um, and it was really funny because I... <laughs> I mean, you guys might already tell, but I talked the entire time, <laughs> like the entire time. Love and it. I looked at um, the teachers and I said to them, I'm like, hey, 
I'll leave when you ask me to leave, but I will not ask to leave. So like this is on you to kick me out because awesome. I'm loving this. Like I, I love education. So I, you know, I'm just sitting there vibing with the students. They're asking questions. And I'm like, oh, let me tell you. But like it was great. And you got real with them. Oh, definitely. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I don't filter myself. What, good. What's That's the good. point? All through their COVID years. Yeah. We did, we, we, we did all the we, virtual we TR classes. Right? Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so, cool. And that's one of the reasons why at that time the instructors are like we just want, like just don't filter it don't, don't just just tell it like it is or tell it the well, way you know it to be well that's why they reached out to us because they knew we would just well speak. yeah i mean the podcast alone is like oh no these guys will be real with you like they'll say it and i think you know there's too many things in this world that are filtered oh my gosh too many filtered things in this world like yeah do you think i'm doing a survey yeah okay you're here biased, we go though because you're here <laughs> do you think that what we do on this podcast could be thrown into the category of unprofessional. I don't know. Like, what do you? Anything? You can say yes if that's no, no, no. It's because, like, I don't know. It's very interesting. I, you know, as I continue to get older, mm -hmm. I think more about just saying yes to things or just saying no to things. And it's not that I'm an undecided person. Mm -hmm. It's that you know, like, I love to think about things and like, does it? give justice to just say yes or just say no like there's so many different aspects about what we do and i mean when i think more professional i think more about making informed decisions with clients and letting them make informed decisions mm. and you know having them understand everything that's going on so that they can understand everything and you know the knowledge and like consent and all that stuff that's what i'm thinking but like personality wise um and like you know how people are like I've had clients talk to me in ways that I'm like, I could see people thinking that's unprofessional, but like I'm okay with it and it doesn't cross my boundaries. Mm. So in my head, I'm like, it's still professional. I'm fine with this because I'm still being professional, I think, in the areas that really matter, right. that it doesn't endanger people. Do you feel, because you're a listener, yeah, that this podcast damages the public's trust in massage therapy? Actually, I think what it does is I... Again, I'm big on education. And you guys know how I love, like I'm addicted to education. Mm -hmm. um, I think what this podcast does is it actually educates the audience um, a lot about just we're people and like what we are going through. And I think it's really nice to have that connect with the audience, with everyone who's listening. Because I know it's not just RMTs or physios or other body practitioners and mind practitioners. I think it's also, you know, people who just like massage um or people who are trying to learn about massage and all that no i think it's more there's so many aspects to massage and i don't see why like there shouldn't be like a secrecy to it like mm. a veil to it because i find in my practice i get better results the more open and honest i am with my clients mm -hmm. i love to be more open about these things and it helps make them feel like more comfortable because yeah. in the end we're a human being working with another human being. Mm -hmm. I, if I wanted a robot, I would just, Oh, I would just get one of those answering machines. that's like press one, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I'm the person mashing the zero. I'm like, just give me a person. <laughs> just give me a person. Like, And the thing's like, you will be connected. The wait time is longer. I'm like, I don't care that the wait time is longer. <laughs> I'll just sit here for 45 human. minutes listening to your elevator music. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So I like the fact that this podcast 
it, you know, it does talk about real things. And if talking about real things shouldn't be like, that's, that's actually more worrying to me. Mm. Um, I like that this podcast is like, let's talk about all these sorts of things. And if that's something that like, we shouldn't be talking about, then that's worrisome. Mm -hmm. Like, why would we not talk about this? Like, that's, why would we censor this type of stuff? Like the things that we are talking about. I've listened to so many podcasts and I'm like, no, that's, that's human nature. Like, I do, are we trying to present ourselves as not human? Because mm. that's wild. Like, <laughs> I, why would you ever try to do that? I, well, like you said, too, we're a human working with another human. And I said this yesterday when we took the survey is that, you know, people, our patients are going to feel more comfortable, as you said, when they can perceive you as a real person. Like, I don't think my patients look at me as anything other than a person doing their job, you know? Yeah, so I'm yeah. going to be a person with a personality and they're in a very vulnerable position coming 100%. to us. So if you can just be very genuine and real, then you're going to have a better connection with your patients. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like you mentioned, boundaries, understanding the thing. The way I speak here, speaking mm -hmm. to colleagues mm -hmm. and our our target audience is colleagues as well. Yeah. You think this is how I talk to my patients? You, like, yeah, you really, this is not <laughs> the so way true. that we're, ha you know, like I, I can be myself, mm -hmm. but you know, I'm not dropping, dropping F-bombs in the treatment room yeah. and whatever. Like that's not, this is me having a conversation with colleagues and like, let's talk about the shit. Let's talk about all the things that oh, we totally. do in our job. And I think it does help people. We've had a lot of messages from people who say like, it was really great to hear this. I never even considered this as an option. Mm -hmm. I loved this person's story. I can relate. Like those kind of messages are like, I think what we're doing is important. Yes. But yes, there are definitely people who disagree and think that the language is a problem. I will never understand that because you just, you don't have to it's listen. Language. If yeah. you do, like, you yeah. know, there's, like you said, not everyone's, I don't like Harry Potter. Yeah. And guess what? We can still be friends because oh, you don't expect that every <laughs> yeah. person right? that you meet has to like Harry Potter. I have no fucking interest in Lord of the Rings. Mark tried to make me watch it. And I'm like, all they fucking do is walk. walk. I'm over <laughs> this. This is not fun. I'm leaving. Like, I'm leaving. How do you even write that sometimes book? Sometimes they run. And then they walked. <laughs> like, yeah, sometimes oh. they run. Sometimes they run. They have to run. There was some running. You're right. There's a little sword play here and there and then they go back yeah. to walking you know? anyway i think <laughs> i think the, stone cold, you're i like, think what? the connection with people <laughs> and i think we do that well is because when someone's sitting on the couch what are mm -hmm. we talking we're talking about you and your story yeah. and then things come out of it that make people like for example i was going to ask you as mm -hmm. i'm listening to you talk about how you decided on massage therapy mm -hmm. This varies greatly from a lot of people we talk to. Oh, There's a lot of people who are like, oh, like since I was four, I knew I wanted, <laughs> you know, I'm really interested in touching people. All the gods I'm, spoke to me and I'm told listening me to, do to it. you who decided I'm going to take a personality test. From the results yeah. of the personality test, I'm going to look at what I'm suited for. Then I'm going to use this whole methodical approach and narrow it down and narrow it down. And, and I was like, that is so interesting. Mm -hmm. What really struck me, though, is then you decided I'm going to go to five different like you really made sure that you could see yourself going through this program yeah. being comfortable at the school enjoying well, the energy want to relive what happened to exactly. the computers and hating yeah. well, exactly and but there's been a lot of people on the couch who've done who've done massage therapy as a second <laughs> career Sweet and look monkeys. what and look what came out of it it's like they go they decide i'm going to go back to school they pick massage and they go to you know the first or second school they go to this even just this little snippet mm. somebody will hear this somebody who maybe is thinking of a career change and say like, 
that's what I'm going to do. And they're going to go through the steps. And that might have just helped somebody to figure out how they narrow down a huge fucking decision, like what your career is going to be. You know, everything is a job. Out of curiosity, was was garbage collector on that list? Because someone else. It was. Someone else. I can't remember for the life of me who was was telling us the story, how they did a personality test and they plugged into Google, like based on this, what are the top jobs for me? And garbage collector was one of them. Garbage collector is one of them. My sense of smell is too high, though. I have. Oh, I have such an insane sense of smell. I, I would not, I would not be able to so do that. Does he? Oh. It blows. It, we learned from being married that my nose doesn't work. I didn't know that. Like oh. I always, th- like just how you didn't know that nobody else felt this way. Right? I just assumed everybody smelled things the way I did. No. <laughs> no. And no. then I move in with this guy. Oh. He walks through the front door and all the way at the other end of our home, like mm-hmm. the furthest possible corner from the front door, there might be a towel that was damp that like, got left out. Too why long. did your daughter not wring out that towel? <laughs> He comes in. He goes, I love that. Why did your daughter? What smells like a in dirty that moment, rag? It's your daughter. Yeah, he literally will walk oh, through the door. Funny. What smells like a dirty rag? I'm like, there's oh, a yeah. cloth in our ensuite bathroom, which is so far away. Oh man, there's and some smells. Yeah, he gets it right away. Ooh. We we realized I don't smell gas though. That's dangerous. <gasps> That's not good. Yeah, like there there has to be a significant okay, amount of like here. propane for me to smell it. Wow. We have an RV. And oh, no. I'm the one that like always turns on the gas. I'm the one that deals with the gas stove. And he would be the one to never, come in. I would never turn it on. I would be like, I don't need this propane. <laughs> but this I didn't. But I, I didn't know. I, I didn't cook. smell it. <laughs> I don't. I don't what do I need this? I don't need the. But see, this is the door. crazy part: is That's I didn't wild. know I didn't smell it. We borrowed a camping barbecue years ago from a friend. This is how I figured out I don't really smell gas that strong. Mm. And we borrowed this barbecue and we took it camping. And then when I was bringing it back to her, mm. um, I had the little mini propane tank in. <gasps> Is it still in the on? trunk? You know, it was no, closed. Oh, okay. But he gets in my car. Like he didn't even know it was there. Yeah. He goes, Your car smells like propane. And I was yeah. like, It does? I oh didn't smell it. That's insane. That's yeah. You wanna what? Maybe you maybe you should install like little detectors in your house to be like, hey, there's propane smell. I don't I don't <laughs> smell <it's> something you <laughs> <laughs> I mean at the same time though. A little bit of a blessing if you ever take the TTC. <laughs> I cannot recall how many times I'm going to work in the past. And I was just like, you want to what? Screw it. I'll be late for work today because no, I can't. Someone get on elevators. at the front. I just get off. I'm like, and, and it it lingers. Yeah. Even after they get off, it's still there. I'm like, nah, man, I'll just take the next one. I, can, I can't I imagine being elevators you two. all the time. Yes. So I'll get in an elevator, people are on it, and I'm, and yes. I'm just like, I'm out, I leave. Yep. No. Or I'll get into the elevator, there's no one in it, I'm like, why does it fucking stink in yes, here? Yes, why is it still like, smelling it's, here? It's like someone was in this oh, a, a while man. ago. <laughs> but, okay, so Mark, are you like me though? So because of that, I'm also extra paranoid about my smell. Yep. Yep. All the time. I have all deodorant time. everywhere I go. He has yeah, deodorant I have deodorant everywhere. in my bag. I, yeah. I have. Every, everywhere I go. <laughs> oh, every, oh constant, man. Constant. Can you, I, I, oh. I, I want to talk to your But I don't, husband. but I don't, but I, I want to know, <laughs> like, I want to know if he feels self-conscious because I, oh, no, I now amazing. know that like, if I do stink, he will know before I do. But I generally don't stink. Period. Okay. Like, never stink. Well, like, my husband's Chinese, so mm. he lacks the, was so it like the enzymes or whatever? He lacks the enzymes or whatever to, to have the, the smell. So like when he sweats, he doesn't smell. Mm. Heat mark never so smells. Like, oh my god, never. Some part Chinese. It's it. 
oh, okay. Because I was like, you're not full Chinese. <laughs> I was being serious when I said so. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> that's why I kind of looked at you and at first I was the like, whole stink part, oh. that's Chinese part. Yeah. yeah. No, like there's no scent whatsoever. Yeah, I so I have like 50 million things of deodorant around my house and my husband has none. And I'm like, well, it must be next for you. But I always say to Mark, I couldn't imagine being like you guys with the ultra sensitive oh, sense of smell man. because when I do smell something that's really fat, like I have a, I have a very, very strong So it must be really reflex. strong for you. Exactly. When I do smell something really strong, I look at Mark and I'm like, you poor thing. Because oh, yeah. if it's if it's, it's affecting bad. me, you must be on the verge of death oh. right now. <laughs> you want to know what I liked about the pandemic? I would put a drop of essential oil on my mask. Yeah. And that was, that mm. that <laughs> helped. That helped. But <laughs> word of advice, don't put it on the area that's on the bridge of your nose because that will sting. <laughs> <laughs> if you're someone who has like a bigger bridge like I do, I get that safety where the, the mask is out kind of on the sides near the nostrils and doesn't touch the skin. So I just load up and away I go. <laughs> Oh man. Uh, good times, good times. For someone who's way into the idea of education, mm. uh, what does what does advancement in massage therapy in your massage therapy career mean to you and look like? Like if I'm at whatever company I'm at, it's about getting more responsibility, having people work under me, maybe move into a management role, making more dough. That doesn't come with a massage therapy career, at least no. not the way most of us yeah, think not, about it. No, yeah. What does advancement in a massage therapy career mean to you? Oh, this is great. This is like in five years from now, where do you picture yourself? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's great. Um, you know, so when I first graduated school and like during school, I was like, oh man, I'm going to take all the classes afterwards and just like learn everything. Right. But after I graduated and then I started treating, um, this is kind of goes hand in hand with like what we're saying. So I stressed a lot about niche. People will sing praises about niche all the time. So I was actually stressed a lot about it because when I was in school, I wasn't one of those people who was like, okay, I'm going to treat athletes. I'm going to try treat pregnant people. Like I'm not, that wasn't, standing out in my mind i was just like oh, i just really like massaging so i had no idea what my niche was um but a beautiful thing is in a way you will organically figure out what your niche absolutely. is absolutely because the more i kept treating the more i started to see hey i'm getting like a lot of the same things like a lot of the same people types of people are keep coming back to me and all of a sudden like i'm not doing a lot of this anymore like i can't remember the last time i did a relaxation massage like just a pure relaxation massage which for the record relaxation massage as you guys know and a lot of the listeners know like is phenomenal absolutely but it's just not what people are coming to me for um and then it's yeah so my clients just started to start telling me like hey this is what we're coming to you for they don't necessarily verbalize it you will just start to notice it mm. and i was like oh cool that's my niche so then i revamped my like website for that and started like you know advertising more in that direction which was great because that's also what i love doing um so that being said um it started to show me like okay this is what i want to do and i love working for myself so I was also, I work at a clinic as well. I started at a clinic. I also have a clinic there. I went from being six days at a clinic to five days at home. But two of those days, I'm also working at a clinic, mm. um, which is very possible because I don't have kids. <laughs> I don't have kids. That makes a huge difference. Um, so I have that privilege where I could put more time into it. Um, so yeah, I, as things have moved on and moved on, I thought I wanted my own clinic. I thought I wanted that, but I love love having my own private practice mm. just in my place i had the space for it i opened it up in january and it is it's it's the dream for me and like that's honestly in five years 
if I had a clinic, um, I don't know. I, I still think I would want to work from home. I just, I love, I love looking out for me. I love working for me. I love not having other people to worry about. I love everything is in my control. Everything is done the way I want it done. I mean, obviously our scope and all that stuff, but all the other things, like you control all of it. And it's, so then the whole classes, like, oh, what classes am I going to take? Well, I took cupping with Mark, which I absolutely loved. Um, I've really been using that a lot, by the way. It's, oh, using it for plantar fasciitis and um, carpal tunnel is, whoa, it's been lovely because everybody finds their own things. Everybody finds their stuff that works. Um, there's no magical thing. It's just what works for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been really lovely. Um, but it's been making me think more too about like, okay, what am I going to do in the future? What classes do I want to do? And now I've been a lot more narrow on the classes that I want to take. So I'm taking shiatsu uh, come January. Um, I think that's going to really benefit the way that I treat and how I treat. Um, but at the same time, like I'm, I'm still open to things. I still want to try things. And I mean, that's like also the explorer in me. Like I love trying new things. I'm always, I'm a yes person. <laughs> Sometimes a little quick to say yes in that sense, which is funny because earlier I was like, yes, no. But in terms of trying things, I'm always like, yes. And let me think about it later. <laughs> Sign me up, take my money and I'll think about it after. You know what though? Sometimes <laughs> you just got to go with your gut feeling. And sometimes you just it know like, not. yeah, this this is can't this can't be a bad thing for me. Totally. I see like with you, just as you're talking and what you're saying, you having a clinic doesn't doesn't seem to be the ultimate goal when mark was asking you know what does advancement look like i think the advancement for you will be maybe further narrowing down your niche getting to a point like we were talking about uh, this episodes ago about getting to that sweet spot where you can literally hand pick your clients right like yes. you you yeah, become yeah. like the person that deals with you know certain things or even if it's not like a certain condition but it's just like you've gotten to a point where your practice is busy enough or whatever mm-hmm. and you can just work with the population you really want to work oh, with yeah. the people you really want and I think that's going to be the advantage and then having the the freedom the time mm. the financial freedom yeah. to take classes that are just interesting to you that are yeah. going to make going to work way more fun well like this morning, I had someone reach out to me and they were like, hey, you know, I'm looking for an RMT. You're in the area. I want full body lymph. Okay. Southern Chan taught me lymph. Mm. I, I, If your ankle is swollen, I can help you with that. If you have some swelling in your wrist, I can help you with that. You got some pitted edema, I can help you with that. This person wants full body lymph. I was like, no. That's not me. I was like, no, yep. that's not me. I don't do that. That's not... Just because... Just because I have some skills in it, just because I can do it, doesn't mean I should do it. Somebody, well, exactly. We've talked about that over and over. Somebody else can do it better. Yeah, I've had people. I recommend it out. Yeah, I've had people yeah. email me saying, "Hey, you know, my doctor said I should get lymphatic massage." I'm like, "Awesome. I'm not your girl. Yeah, but let's see yeah. who we can find for you." I'm not your person. No, but my I don't like I try and meet as many of my peers as possible Mm. they're so valuable to me because I'm like okay go to this person they're great with lymph I've seen the results they're fabulous you'll have a great time with them I have no problem referring out it's better because then you would just you would be getting anxiety the morning of that that lymph person coming in saying like oh I better brush up and then you're googling like I've Mm -hmm. I've done that before where I've accepted a patient that I probably shouldn't have (laughs) like you know you learn from your stupid ass mistakes but I've accepted a patient and then I'm literally googling like how do I want to handle this or I'm going Mm -hmm. to market I'm saying I'm seeing someone today who's got this 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 like what would you do 
why even do that? Yeah. There's things that I'm really good at. Mm-hmm. Why do I put myself in a position? And that's what I mean by like that sweet spot where like there would be no pressure on me now. If someone yeah. came to me with something that I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not the person for that. Totally. I'm happy to say there is somebody for you. It's not me. Yeah. I'm like, a pastry chef. Why am I going to make you lasagna? Like, yeah. <laughs> come to me for croissants. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Oh, but to also so say um, education, yeah. I would love to enter the education world. That is something I think I didn't join it right away because I know some students that join the education world right away and start teaching. I was like, man, I don't know enough. I don't know enough to jump into that. So I wanted to give myself some more years, get some more experience, actually learn things, mm. see what the real world is like. Because, you know, <laughs> let's not kid ourselves. School is not the real world. No, mm. School is not the real world at all. So I was like, okay, I need real world experience. So then I can go back and share that experience with students. But that is something I definitely want to do. You're built for it. You like speaking. I love talking. I could talk. Oh, man. <laughs> I was that kid in school where the teacher's like, your kid talks too much. I'm like, yeah. stop saying it like it's a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I love the parent-teacher interviews. It's like, she's doing great and straight A's and this and that. But she talks a little much. And I'm like, hey, yeah. hey, I'm yeah. doing all right, right? Doing totally fine. My grades are great. So what if I'm a social butterfly? <laughs> my kids, Why did you my move kids back here across the room? don't shut up now. So like, <laughs> I know it's my fault. I was texting Mark me, I was sure. texting Mark the other day. I had to take one of them to a doctor's appointment on Monday morning. So I'm sitting in the waiting room waiting for the doctor to come. Yeah. And she had brought a little notebook to draw. So she's sitting there drawing. And Aww. after a couple of pictures, she got tired of drawing. Of course. So she turns to me and she starts talking. Love it. Didn't stop for 30 minutes. Like literally <laughs> d- didn't even. And take a, and so I'm texting him. I'm like, oh my god! Like I didn't even realize that she talked because we've never just had to sit in one place like this for like an hour straight. I was like, wow, she just doesn't stop. I love that. I love it. Sometimes people get on the table, and I'm like, hey, if you just need someone to listen, just go off. Like really? I'm like, by the way, if you have a pet or a child and you just want to talk about them, but nobody wants to hear it, oh, I'm that person. I'm that person. Tell me all. All about your baby, your fuzzy baby. I don't care. Do it. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, oh, I really yeah. appreciate you coming in. I can't believe we didn't get you to record at the conference, but this was even is better. Your, is your cat this eating? Oh my god! Yeah. So that was so frustrating. You know, it's wild uh, that strike. pets could go on a hunger, hunger strike. strike. Your cat went on a hunger strike. I missed that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So on my on my Instagram stories because I want to fill you guys on everything. Um, I missed days at a time. By the way, so I get behind. Like sometimes. I don't go on my Instagram for you'll see I don't post very often right like I'm not a social no, media no, person like he is but I will go on and I, I'll miss a lot so yes I did not know your cat went on a hunger yeah. strike oh man so my little chicken nugget man she went on she went on a hunger strike because I brought this apparently phenomenal delicious food home from the pet expo that I went to because again I love <laughs> I love pets guys there was 120 cats there 120 cats. I've never seen that many cats. We just died. Oh my God. No, it would have been your worst nightmare. There was like thousands of dogs and like 120 cats. It was my heaven. And like Merlin was there for anybody who knows who Merlin the cat is. I got to pet Merlin. Anyways, um, (laughs) so fangasming aside. um, (laughs) um, So I brought this treat home fed it to my cat and she was just like yo this is all i want now i was like no sweetie <laughs> like that's not all you get like you have a well-balanced diet that <clears throat> i spent a lot of money on and you know i've curated like all these different things for you and she's like no screw all that i was like 
No. Your cat is so gangster. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. She's, we always laugh that, oh my God, I could talk about her forever. She's, uh, she's actually from the French, um, the French, uh, oh, what was it? Um, the triad. She's triad from uh, Quebecois. So we got her from Quebec and she's missing a pinky toe. And the triad, one way to prove themselves is they would cut off their pinky finger to show their dedication <laughs> to the mafia. So that's what that's what we said she is. So she's undercover in Ontario trying not to be found out by the Quebec mafia. So <laughs> she's gangster. Don't you worry. She really uh, is. <laughs> so, yeah, she wasn't eating for like three days. And I was like, get out of here. Like, you're a 12 pound like dictator. Stop it. And she's like, no, I want I want those sweet, sweet treats. And I was like, no. Um, but then eventually because, oh, and I wanted to break down. I did. I was like, let me just feed her something. And my husband, he's the one that's strong. He's never had a cat before. So he was like, this is stupid. I was like, what? I was like, no. He's like, don't feed her. She, she had so much dry food in her dish. She had these other wet foods. He's like, no, this is stupid. She's a cat. I'm like, but she's my baby. And he's like, no, she's not. I'm like, I gave birth to her. And he's like, no, you didn't. So he's like, stop. So yeah, day four, she finally started eating. And I was like, oh, he's like, see, this is stupid. Why did you worry about this? I'm like, because you're my baby. And he's like, stop. So yeah, oh she eats God. now. <laughs> it's she, it's true. Back you, to being fine. You, you worry about that stuff. Though. Oh, totally. It's like our our youngest for the longest time. She's like, I'm not gonna walk standing up. I'm gonna walk around on my knees. <laughs> that was our oldest, actually. Yeah. Oh, I said youngest. Yeah. yeah. Well, she was. She was. Anyway. She's, she's younger than you. Yeah, yeah. She's younger than you. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like we 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 got like a pediatric physio, blah blah. blah. And then after a while, I'm like. Fuck all of this. Like, she's not going to walk on her knees to school. Right? So she's eventually not. she's going to yeah. just be like, screw this, this is dumb. My knees yeah. hurt. I'm just yeah. going to stand up and start eventually, walking around. Eventually we stopped worrying about it. You know what I did, yeah. actually? Um, I brought her to a, like, she's like, not be a eight toddler around class. Her well, exactly. <laughs> but it, it does cause you stress because I was like, oh, this totally. is so weird. Like, why is she not walking? Yeah. And she was like. Upright. Upright on her knees, though. She was 19 <laughs> months old, right? Like, so she's she's over a year and a half at this point and she's still not walking. She wanted to be shorter. She's like, I don't like being tall, guys. <laughs> she was she's honestly she's still like this she's very cautious i think she was just afraid of tripping this was closer Aww. to the ground so and that's what the physio said to us like she just doesn't want to so we um i brought her to a toddler class where all the other kids they were all between one and a half and three and they're all yeah. walking right because what one and a half year old isn't walking totally. right like i was so i brought her to this class and i was like let's see what happens and i'm watching her she was so smart too watching her like analyze the situation and realize <laughs> shit guys Everyone is on their feet. Yeah, I, I can can't keep faster. up with you guys. Oh, <laughs> and she just got up. Amazing. Yep. Isn't that funny? Like, it's just these tiny little <laughs> things. You're like, yo, I was willing to drop like 10 grand on this. Like, <laughs> I have a problem. Like, and then you realize you're the one that has the problem. <laughs> I love you too much. <laughs> oh, but they know us. They know us so well. That's I, the worst part. I can't get over the cat on a hunger strike. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. No, that was, oh, man. I was like, get out. I kid you not. I have a whole drawer and it's just all these different food. My husband hates it. He's like, why? I'm like, can you imagine if you had taste buds and you had to eat the same thing every single day? Like, yeah, I'm a pastry chef, but what well, about she, the lasagna? Really, what about the Chinese food? She really food? is your baby. Eh? Oh, oh my God. Man. Okay. <laughs> Guys, I bought her a Christmas present. Pearl necklace. <laughs> <laughs> it's wrapped up right now. It's waiting for Christmas Day. Oh, yep. I'm dead. Oh, yeah. She has. She has necklaces. <laughs> <laughs> the, the plural guys plural oh, man, is it is it more than 10 
Yes. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. She has a lot of necklaces. So I regret good. nothing. <laughs> nothing. Because if I had kids, I'd be spending that money on them. So That's she's... Good point, yeah. good point. Right? Look under right? my desk. No, oh my God. No, 100%. 100%. That's beautiful. Isn't it not fun? And then you see their eyes light up and you're like, oh. And then like people come over for massage. Oh, she's my employee of the month. I have a post. <laughs> I have, a, I have a poster up on my door and people always comment they're like really I'm like she's my employer of the month she never fails to greet them and watch them as they leave that's and amazing. I'm like that's her and like she has all these necklaces so I always put one on when people are coming over and they're like look how pretty she gotta, is gotta get dressed up for the clients uh, 100%, uh, you, are you 100%. Gonna wear, are you gonna wear that's work yeah. <laughs> put on the other one you were talking about professional my cat is more professional than I am <laughs> like, she's she's got birthday necklace she has a Christmas <laughs> oh my god no i feel regrets. like i feel like we could talk about this cat forever it's amazing no awesome. regrets. none whatsoever <laughs> so you like cats and wrestling okay yeah queen yes. augustina the first of her name oh boy yeah that's like... <laughs> oh yeah yeah you know time. interest they're fun good time yeah this was so much fun <laughs> Yeah, I need I needed by. that. I needed good. that today. I had a rough start to my yeah. day. Thank you. No, I totally got you. Don't you worry. <laughs> Anytime you want, I'll just send you a voicemail. <laughs> I'll just be like, hey, this is for you. <laughs> I like this. Thank you for coming by. This was really fun. Thank you for having me, you guys. You I was talk. super pumped. I was telling everybody about this. Everyone's like, oh, send me, send me the podcast. I'm like, it's not out yet. <laughs> like, <laughs> Interesting okay. talk. Thanks for thanks for allowing me to get a little real there for, for a bit. Oh, totally. I love the realness. I love the laughter. I love picking apart brains. I love just shooting the shit. It's all a great time. You guys have been listening to two massage therapists in a microphone. Purse. Oh, yeah.